it could be ninety nine cents, dollar ninety nine, or two ninety nine. And those are the three options. And so then, if it's none of those options, it's, it's just disabled. Or free. Okay, so if it's none of those priced options, it's just disabled. So there's four options, but I guess there's a fifth one if you want to count not an option. This is At The Nexus, episode 100. My tune is always the same tone. On Friday, November 1st, 2013. And now, probably with three sambas. This episode of At The Nexus is hosted by Ryan Rampersett and your co-host, Matthew Petchel. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How about you? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, it's good. How about you? I'm doing well. How are you? How about you? I'm pretty good. How about you? Hey, Ryan. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. So, a big week? Ah, it's pretty big. Yeah. Well, why is it big mm. again? Uh, today we uh, have ATN 100. Yes, and it's, we uh, pretty big. Yes, and uh, you know that's a lot of episodes. Yeah, it sounds like a good day to celebrate by burning the dinosaur we spent almost a year constructing. Was it really almost a year? Felt like almost like two it was, months. It was five months. Oh, was it really five months? You weren't around for the beginning phases. To the beginning four months. Half the battle was finding the people to donate the cardboard. Mm-hmm. Either way, so we have built a giant dinosaur, and if you have been a longtime listener and dedicated fan, you've seen pictures on the Google Plus of this. Throughout time, like, I, I, every time I visit, I take a picture of the dinosaur. Because it's an amazing dinosaur. Well, we burned it across the street today. So so this this episode is at number 100. I think the dinosaur started its existence around episode 75 or so. Yeah. So 25 episodes later, it's gone. It's It's been a big part of our lives. It It really took up, like, 80 feet. It was 23 feet tall, and I don't know how wide it was. But uh, If you can convert 80 feet into lumens per cubic but I, foot. I think your 80 feet is like you don't know what a foot is. No, not really. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. Um, but no, um, no, that was uh, fun. We had pizza and burned a dinosaur to earlier today. Yeah, so I, I, I'll put, I put pictures up on Google+. Plus. I'll put them all later. But, uh, you know... That's a big dinosaur. Now it's just a pile of ashes. Oh, yeah. ashes. We should check on those later. No, 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 no. I had a. I didn't mean the ones in the pit. I meant the ones that flew away. Oh no! I raced around and stomped them. Mm-hmm. But there was a fire about thirty yards away. Only thirty. Yeah. How big? Small. Okay. Not not a good incentive there. Well, like, you step on it while it's small. It sounds just like you. You know, that's how I that's how I do things. That's how you step on things. Well, yeah. So, uh, how was work this week? Uh, work was good. Um, so, as you know, I wasn't supposed to get any hours this week because they hate my guts and they want me to quit. Or they don't have work. I think it was the latest. Um, but I was able to steal eight hours from one of my coworkers who called in sick. And I was happy about that. And the rest of the time I spent com- throwing away most of the stuff from my childhood. Why were you doing that? Because it was mostly broken, mostly couldn't read all my stuff. I found stuff from like junior high, like in like notebooks and stuff. So you call junior high your childhood? Well, older stuff too. Like that was okay. just one of the many examples. And I still figure my childhood is still going. Wow, that's really see, misleading. Well, see, one of my plans is to die before adulthood starts. When is that officially for you? Whenever I die, I don't know. Well, that's a, that's, a, that's the a less good, I think about it, the less I have to. Worry about it. It's an interesting, worry. interesting way to think about it. Well, um, that that's good. So anything else that you found interesting? No. How about you? How was your week? Oh, my week was good. I had a midterm. Did you hear about that? No. No, oh, I had a midterm. You know, I think it's like the second midterm 
from that class I've had. And how many weeks of school are there left? Like three plus two, so five. I'm, I'm, no, maybe six. Yeah, I'm questioning your six because all of November and then two weeks in December. Okay, well, six weeks. I mean, that's not not good for midterm. It's no, that's actually. Probably. At least we won't have another midterm. We'll just have a final. So. No, you'll have. You'll tell me next week. Your midterm. Midterming. Yeah, yeah, you know it. Because that seems to be your, you know, fetish. Midterm fetish, really? For you, it's what it sounds like. It's like ah, midterm, midterm, midterm. Ah, ah, guys, hold up, midterm. And it, it just, you know, it's always, you know, midterm. I, I, that, I disagree in all directions, but that's okay. Well, I listen to you speak more than you talk. That's pretty impressive, considering that I listen I, to your show. Oh, you listen to my show? I, I listen I, to your show. I bet you listen to my show. You know what that show's called? Yeah, several things. Yeah. Well, Waste of time, delusional, well, egocentric. Uh, that, that's what everybody tells me. I don't know if it's true. Oh, you know, speaking of being told things by our listeners, so I had this guy, like, so you know how I always like, say, email me at your dream guy? Well, either way. Your dream guy, huh? Well, I, if I get email there, it's spam, like 100% of the time. But except for this one guy has tried on three instances to spark a conversation with me. And and what is the name of this undisclosed? Alex. What, I, his name has too many. Has a G, a U, and an N, and like a lot of S's. And I don't know his name, but I appreciate feedback from listeners. But he just keeps on calling me hunky, and I, I just I feel uncomfortable with that, and I don't know how to reply to him. And it, like he just his last email was like, "Cause why you never talk to me?" Something. I, I actually I, I made this up, but he wants to know why I don't respond to him. I don't know how to respond to somebody who's called me hunky. But you do this to John Syracuse, like literally every show. But it's fine. He never gets it. This got to me three times. Well, but but see, this is the persona that you exude here. Instead of... <laughs> I don't zoot anywhere. Well, see, this is why you can't swing that way. You're right. Yeah, that's all I can say about that. Well, I kind of don't want to swing that way. I understand. But, I don't know, The your dream guy was supposed to be for, like, people named, like, other names. So I just, Alex. And, Alex yeah. could be a girl's name, too. Oh. Well, <laughs> some people, well, if it was a girl, I don't think, I hope there would be a picture attached. Well, so, I have an experience that I can share and relate with you on this particular Yeah, please topic. relate about being called a hunk this Well, week. not that particular part, but being misled by one's name. So, I had to meet with my journalism group this week, and so I skipped my computer science class. Um, so, instead of learning about whatever Project 3 is, I didn't. And uh, I, I went to my journalism uh, meeting area, which was located in Keller, but I didn't know what the person i was meeting with look like and so their name and the email so that's you know just it's google you know it's google apps email so it tells you what their name and their email address is so it was kendall hart and it wasn't like h-e-a-r-t it was h-a-r-t so no e not that kind of heart and so kendall hart now is that a guy or a girl i knew kendall and he was uh one of the linebackers for the central football team well there you go so I wasn't. I also, sh- know when that was a little girl. Well, there you like go. Ponies. So I wasn't sure if I was meeting a guy or a girl. So I said I'll uh, I'll head right over because I was playing Ingress, of course. And uh, so I did. And she said that she was waiting 
by the red stairs in the corner. And it's like, okay, well, well, I don't see any one that looks like they're in the corner that's also named Kendall. I didn't see a guy. And so then I said, oh, well, I'm in the gray sweatshirt with long hair. You'll probably see me. And then she waved. And it's like, oh, hi. And it's like, that's not a guy. That's a girl. Cool. Yeah. So the guy's name is in the Roland. And um, so he's got a Google Plus, and he's got two people in the circles. One of them is Ian Buck. One of them is another guy. So I think Ian Buck would recognize it. But how do you say his last name? You see how there's like mm, letter Gunn- deduping? Gunn- Gunness? Gunness? Mm, I guess so. Uh, thank gonna- you for listening to our show, Alex Gunness. We're, we're going to use a doc here in a second. Alex Gunness. Yeah, there you go. Well, Mitch stopped listening, but we'll just do Hey Alex from now on. Oh, because we did have the show called Hey Mitch. That makes sense. It happened. Yeah, but uh, I hear there's a lot of news this week, and we should get right to lightning. You know, so let me tell you about this midterm. So I thought I dodged that bullet. No. Tell me about this midterm. I got to tell you about this midterm. So there have been times in my life where I've known the material, but not like up and down. What? No, I just love how this is going. <laughs> Why? So tell me about this material. Well, it was very coarse. Coarse? It was coarse material. Okay, I get it. That's a good joke. <laughs> I'm glad you got it. And let me tell you, I was not very fine at performing the art of Earth science rebranded as geophysics. Now, anyway, so last midterm in geophysics, which is rebranded as Earth science, I... Knew the material, but just made a mistake on the test. So I wrote liquid, solid, liquid, and that was wrong. It should have been solid, solid, liquid, even though over geological time periods it acts as a liquid. So rocks can convect. Did you know that? Well, I did too, but I forgot to write that down. But this midterm, I didn't know the material. I'm sorry, Professor. I knew the answer, but I didn't write it down. I didn't write it down. Like, I mean, I wrote something down. It's just in the wrong order. That's fine. Uh, so, like, I didn't feel too bad about missing that particular part up, because I knew what the real answer was. But this time, I just had no idea. So there was a, uh, you know, some things about rocks, because that's what it's all about. And I know a lot of things about rocks now that I didn't know before, but I don't know all the things about rocks. Because the people who take this class, they're in mineralogy, and in this class. I don't even know what this class is called. Dynamic Science of the Earth or something. But it's not. It's a 2200 level course, so it's kind of weird. So why'd you take it? Because it was an elective thing. You have you have to do some earthy. But why don't you take a low level one? You can't. There isn't one. It is the intro class. It's just not an intro level to class. I see how that would be odd. Rebranded. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So, uh, right before the class, my my because I was meeting with my group with Kendall specifically. Very cute, I might add. And so I, I, I met and I, she said, oh, yes, we should leave early so you can go study. And it's like, OK, thanks. And so uh, I did. And I went to go study. I was reviewing the slides and the, my notes and stuff. And so it was on Thursday and it was about, you know, 1230. And I, I wrote on Google Plus, thanks, Google, for releasing the Nexus 5 while I'm taking the midterm. Because of you, I won't be able to buy it because I'll be taking a midterm. Well, also because of them, you would be able to buy it. Yeah, if they released it after or before. And so when I got to my midterm room, I checked my phone. 
No Google announcement, no Nexus 5, no KitKat, nothing. Take the midterm I didn't know anything about. Leave the room, sit down on the floor, take out the MacBook, buy the Nexus 5. Just just outright purchase. Just hit the buy button. So is it coming? Well, I think so. So the order still says it's pending. Here, I can pull it up right here. What they build you and everything. They build me. Through. Yeah, they they build me for four hundred and forty three dollars and forty five cents. I think that means they're going to send you something. You think so? So the uh, expected delivery. Now, did day. you get your Netflix subscription from them yet? No, no, that that was from Amazon allegedly, and no, I did not. So I don't think that's ever going to happen. You should call them on that. Why? I don't care. That would be funny. It would be kind of funny. Like they'd probably just send me ten dollars in MP three credit or something. But you ask for Audible credits. Mm, I don't want those anymore. What? What? You love that place. I hate that place. You tell me differently all the so time. So the expected shipping date is the 8th. The 8th? Does that sound good? <laughs> you're asking me? Like, I have no idea well, what you're It's the 1st now. Doing. So in eight di- in seven days, it should ship. Oh, I thought you were, like, speculatively pulling, hey, hey, the 8th? Does that sound good? Yeah, I hope they'll do it that day. No. That's what it says. Well, that's different than so how does that sound to you? So then I, then I paid uh, the $14 for two-day shipping. I know. Can what you imagine? Three dollars. No. Was, I mean, what was three day or four day? Six. Yeah, I would just you know, three day, four day. I don't have that kind of time if it's going to ship on the eighth. I need it here before I do. Well, it's not going to be the weekend, so it might as well just be. I Tuesday. need it here before I do my next show. Well, we probably just four day it. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so it's it's coming. Hopefully. Does that sound good? Is that is that okay with you? Can you wait that long for the next four? Okay. So about that, my my thing is expiring on the eighth, and I'm not going to pay my bill till it comes. So that means I'll be going one day, two day, three day, three days until you get it. And I'm sure you're not going to be able to part with your phone the day you get it. Why? Well, you have to transfer sync and do all the other things that Gmail does for you. Transfer what? All the files. On I your take Google. the SIM card out of one phone, put it in the other. Hit the white button, hit the go button, and hit the yes button. And then... That's it. Yeah. Well, I'll be going to T-Mobile that day. You but, probably, you probably so, could do that beforehand, but... Really? Yeah, you don't need the phone necessarily. You can just get the SIM card. Hmm. It depends on how you want to do it. Well... You probably want the phone. I'm going to want the phone. Yeah, Because I'm not going to want to buy my month until then. That's true. It would suck to be paying for a service <laughs> when I don't even have a phone from them yet. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Now, my only fear is what if, just like previous generations of Nexus devices, that there are initial, initial batch defects? And so that would really mess with suck me. Suck for you, I not know. for me. Well, it's going to suck for you because if it has a defect, I won't accept it. So that means I would have gone three days without being able to get a call from my mother for not... Well, it's not like he wanted it anyway. But talk to my mom? You know, I kind of need my phone to work. That's what I told you, and then you said, no, I can go three days. Well, I, I can't forfeit. I'm not paying 40 bucks for four days. Well, just don't disable it until the next month is over. Can't live that long, huh? I don't want to go, well, 
I don't know. Maybe I'll just end up keeping my phone. I don't know. Oh, you're not keeping that piece of crap. All I know is I don't want to spend 40 bucks for nothing. No, you'll you'll spend it and then keep your phone for whatever remainder you have left, and then you get the Nexus 4. At the end, if I have the Nexus 4, I'm just going to be using it. But I need my phone number transferred to the Nexus 4. So. Yeah, that's a lot of work. You have to... Good luck doing that. That would be a piece of cake. Takes three days. Piece of cake. Okay. Well, uh, you know, there's this Nexus 5 video. Should I play it? Sure. Does that mean we started the show? But the, well, lightning has, the lightning even hasn't hasn't even started as far as I'm concerned. This is all Nexus 5 stuff. All right. Just play play some video. I'm going to play some video. This this okay, has no Google, words in it. Show me my wedding photos. There's no words in this? So they're pushing that camera pretty hard. You noticed that part, right? That's a camera ad almost. It is really just a camera ad, and and you'd have to see it to know that. They just show people taking pictures with the camera. And pictures of pictures on the camera. Exactly. So do you think this has something to do with the camera? You know, I think it says that for the first time ever, a Nexus device has a nice, working, beautiful camera. That's what you'd expect from this, right? Well... Yeah, we don't know yet. So the the reviewers all have their units, their review units, but nobody's had time to do thorough testing with the device. Oh, oh we were doing some testing with the Nexus Four camera, videoing flame, and right. it turns blue. And it, well, purple really, but your lenses might have been defective in that case. Okay, I'm gonna flint you in just a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, did you know that? You know, it's just an 8 megapixel camera, so it's the same as the Nexus 4s. The only thing they've added, as far as we know, is that it has OIS in it, which is great, but I don't know if that would make a substantial difference. Now, it is a Sony component, which is nice, so uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Now, so let, let me uh, let me uh, let go over here to this uh, official specs. I think I, I hear you want to know what the specs are, right? I do, and so when I was reading the specs earlier, um, actually, I'll let you just do it. Well, don't tell me now, because I have to the read button. So, it's 70 millimeters wide. And so, or 69 point whatever. 70. That's exactly what my phone is right now. That's amazing. Like, my Optimus Elite. I mean, it looks so much wider. That sounds wider than how big your phone is. Yeah, but it's the same width exactly as mine. Mm-hmm. It's just longer and better. So that would fit in my truck's cassette tape player as good or better as this phone. Well, you know, my phone will not fit. Your My existing Nexus 4 will not fit. So I should just... Buy an Nexus 5. Buy an Nexus 5. Like that will ever happen. Yeah. And we have confirmed reports that Ian Buck has also finished purchasing his. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. 
Oh, so, yeah. Part of the plan? Kind of part of the plan. I spoiled the plan. I didn't write the plan down, though. Your fault. I know. Well, let me tell you about the specs. Guess what? It comes with Android 4.4. Big surprise, right? No. Do you know what it's called? It's still called KitKat. They didn't really change it at the last minute to uh, Klondike. So that's good. So it has a 4.9-inch screen, which they're calling 5 inches. Their rounding is unacceptable. But I, I'll live. Don't worry. 1080p display. Okay. Do you know how what, what the PPI is? Around 400. 445. Did That's... you know that beats out the iPad and the MacBook Pro and the iPhone? Does it beat the Nexus 10? Yeah, actually, it does. Aww. Yeah, it beats everyone, up and down, left and right. Yeah. Horizontally, too. You know... <laughs> It sounds the it, same. It shouldn't actually. have any difference. <laughs> no, no. Your it orientation. Yeah, you're right. Uh, full HD IPS. So it is not AMOLED. So it doesn't have the Moto X feature that we all love. That's fine. The active display does, thing. Does anyone care? I think that's a great feature. It'd be lovely to see on my screen that I have a notification without having to turn the phone on. So Moto X and this phone relatively cost the same. No, Moto X is still more expensive. Like if you bought it off oh. contract. Yeah, I was thinking about it. On, yeah, yeah. It's, what's it? Six hundred. Uh, I think it is six hundred. Yeah. So this is three fifty base model and Moto X base models five forty nine or six hundred, depending on who you ask. So yeah. So uh, so I I still think the actual display technology is really great, but Pentile isn't really good, and uh, maybe someday when OLED is cheaper to produce and works better on phones, we'll have it in more prolific places but right now it's okay not to have it uh, it has gorilla glass 3 i believe the nexus 4 has gorilla glass 2 but i have no way to confirm that uh hopefully i'll just buy a screen protector um hopefully it comes with one on that isn't the plus on. oh gosh i hope so we all know it, the nexus 4 has this weird native Power and plus sign. Yeah, so it, it, in case you didn't know where those buttons were, the original screen protector had a plus sign for the up volume, minus sign for the down volume, and a, and a power symbol for the power button on the screen protector that it came with, which would have been fine if you couldn't see them, but of course they were there, so you had to take it off, unless you were me and just lived with it for four months. No, that seems hard to do, because uh, it, it takes away from the screen. It's beautiful. It only took it away from... Maybe four millimeters on two sides. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it comes with a lame 1.3 megapixel front camera, an 8 megapixel rear camera with optical image stabilization. Again, we don't have really any way to review this because nobody's reviewed it yet. Kind of a problem. Next week will be different. Uh, you know, you, you told me about the size, but let's talk about the depth. Like, so the width is important, but let's talk about the depth. The depth is only 8.59 millimeters, and so I saw Paul Miller holding it today, and, you know, we're, we're good friends. I, I have a clone of him, and man, is that phone thin. It, it's just insanely thin. Like, I thought the Nexus 4 was thin when I, you know, hold it without the case, but this is even thinner. Yeah. That's and crazy. And fit in a cassette tape player perfectly. Yeah, really, really perfectly. Caseless, so that that's good. Weight, I don't really know if the weight is different or not. Uh, it's four point five nine. I don't really know what the Nexus Four's weight was. I don't think the Nexus Four Four has a problem with weight. Although my dad picked up my phone today, my Nexus Four, and he held his in his other hand. And it's like mine's so heavy. What does he have? Is the uh, what is it called? Uh, Evo Three D. 
Oh, here's the brick. Yeah, your last one. Yeah, his is so heavy. Yeah, but yours, your last one's great. It was okay. That's not a really good phone though. It only had 768 megabytes of memory, which is DDR2 low end memory. It had slow flash. It only had one gigabyte of internal flash for apps and stuff. Pretty sad phone. It's amazing how that huge awesomeness only had one gig of storage. Isn't that amazing? This has four. I know. Huh. Well, storage. Either. You know how it is. Yeah. So this uh, Nexus Five has uh, twenty three hundred mAh battery. Allegedly seventeen hours of talk time. Allegedly three hundred hours of standby. Those numbers mean nothing. Um, Google is claiming eight point five hours on eight point five hours on Wi Fi, seven hours on LTE. Also misleading and likely not true. Uh, speakers. Now, did you know it does a Snapdragon? Everyone likes the Snapdragon Every- 800. Everybody loves the Snapdragon 800. Do you know what uh, kind of C- GPU it has? No, that one is a mystery. So it is an Adreno 330. The Nexus 4 that I happen to have right here has an Adreno 320, so it is an upgrade. Uh, I believe it also has an upgraded uh, clock speed, so I think the the one in the Nexus 4 is 400. This has 450 in the Nexus 5, so that's a marginal boost, but oh well. Uh... The Wi-Fi has AC in it, in addition to N and B and G and any right. other letters that might have been there. So, AC, man. I need a new router. No, you don't. No, I don't. You're good. Uh, it comes with Bluetooth Low Energy, which is lovely. Two gigabytes of memory, DDR3. Mm. L. I don't know. It means it'll be faster, in theory. Then low power. Yeah. Uh, 16 gigabytes of internal storage or 32 depending on what you buy and a multitude of ports now did you know that the buttons on the side the up and down volume and the power button mm-hmm. they're ceramic Ooh. what does that even mean they're clay based i guess so they're ceramic why is that impressive why do i need to know that they won't be cold when you touch them in the winter oh so they'll be fired Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it also comes with, um, from, so I don't have this on the page, which is really concerning, but what I heard was that when you buy the phone and then you activate it, your Google account gives you automatically 100 gigabytes for your drive hmm. uh, for two years. That's uh, just what they're doing with the Google. Uh, that's what the, that's, the that's what the, that's what they were doing with the Chromebooks, and if they that's what they did fifty megabytes for the Moto X, I believe, or fifty gigs rather. Yeah, because if somebody gets in that ecosystem, they won't leave. Well, so and, that's a good deal. And, and not only that, if the pixels are eight megabytes and they're not scaled down as they are on Facebook, um, you're going to use a lot of space. So I have twenty five gigs in my Google Drive right now, and I'm using about twenty nine percent. So that's a lot of percent to be using for, you know, just having Nexus 4 since February. Yeah, and you keep it for two years, it's going to be... You can't leave. You just have to buy more. So it's a pretty clever plan from, uh, you know, the, the Google. Yeah. So um, we, we know some some rollout plans so that Nexus 4 doesn't have KitKat yet, which is rather sad. Um, you can download some of the APKs already. People have leaked them. Uh, have fun with that. They're not that exciting. Um, one of the new things in KitKat is that the Google Now launcher thing, you know, the thing that lets you talk to it, mm-hmm. it's always listening now. So phones are sitting on the table and you can say, okay, Google, big week me. And then it will. That's and, nice. Yeah. 
so that only works on the Nexus 5, though, because it has those low-energy processors, those coprocessors. So that that's not available even on a KitKat Nexus 4. But otherwise, uh, I don't really know how much KitKat will really do for anyone in particular. It, it has nice refinements, but it's not a major OS update. We also have uh, rollout schedules. So uh, Sprint will be offering their model of the Nexus 5 on the 8th for $149. It's really $199, but then I think you get an instant rebate. Hmm. Or, if you're so desperate, you can get one off contract for $449. So $100 more. For the base model. Now, how does that make sense? It doesn't. No, it doesn't. But, but I that's... think they're going to get people. Oh, I'm sure they will, for the people who don't want to wait. Um, T-Mobile said they'll have their handsets in stores within weeks. So, I'll see you in November. Uh, the HTC One Google Edition will get KitKat in 15 days. Uh, the Carrier Developer Editions will get it in 30 days. And the North American handsets will get it in 90 days, allegedly, according to the CEO. Uh, although it seems strange to me that if they can do the first batch in 15 days, why can't they do all the batches in all the days? Nobody knows. I, I don't know. No word on what the Samsung is planning on doing with it. Um, now, I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you pay attention to this, but just last week and the week before there were so many mumblings about how wonderful it was to finally get android 4.3 on the htc1 rolled out across carriers so i i find it really hard to believe that after all of that screaming it's only going to take 15 days to get it back to developers for the next version hmm. i don't know uh, Should, do you know anything else about google that they did this week well i mean Let's see, they've been rolling out updates like crazy. Hey, you know Chrome? Uh, yes, they just Chrome. got a new update. Did they? Um, so do you know how people are stupid and it's up to the browser to be the primary line of defense for ant- for malware and other things? Mm-hmm. So now it's going to be proactively helping you not download malware. And how will it do that? Well, you start off by throwing money at a problem like buying a company like VirusTotal. Mm-hmm. And, um, and after you do something like that, it takes about a year to figure out how to take some hashes of um, known viruses and some other viruses, and then you get this beautiful safety net. Yeah, so I think what it does is once it downloads something, it probably just takes a hash of it and then sends it and then compares it. And if it looks like it's returning bad results on VirusTotal, it probably flags it and then doesn't let you open it or download it or something. Mm -hmm. Because I can't think of a better way to do it other than just having the Google servers download everything that you download. And that would not work. No, it wouldn't. Could because authentication. That's why. But it's a good idea. Like I'm glad they're doing it. So hasn't uh, IE done this for years? Uh, I no, feel that's something I'm not sure of. Because I, I feel like IE has done this. Like so, I remember downloading Firefox mm-hmm. once per operating system install through IE back in the day. It, now it's Chrome, of course, but it used to be Firefox. You'd yeah. use IE one time, you know. Mm-hmm. And I always remember it checking something to see if it was malware. And I always assumed that it was doing some hash thing, thing on the Microsoft end to, to verify. Yeah, I mean, so when you do that with Chromium before, it says it always has the scanning for viruses. Right. But now this is supposed to be different and safer and better. Presumably using VirusTotal. Yes. That's what I can only surmise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, do, what do you know about Google Hangouts? Well, besides that it's amazing... And, really, is um, it? Well, once after you've established a connection with somebody, it's uh pretty amazing. Are, are you sure we're talking about the same product? Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. Well, Google has announced a new Hangouts feature coming soon, specifically on the phone, and it will be able to handle your SMS. So, you know the message app that you have on your phone right now? Mm-hmm. Um, well, if you ignore that and completely remove that from your phone and shift that into... Oh, hey, hi. It oh, works. it worked. I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, Hangouts works, contrary to popular belief hmm. and criticism from me. Um, <laughs> but no, so now your SMS will be handled by Hangouts, so... Be careful, it'll not work sometimes. So so it probably won't affect anybody who doesn't upgrade to 4.4, but if you do upgrade to 4.4, the Messages app isn't even there. So it's yeah. just Hangouts by default. Um, so that could cause some trouble. So I've been using the new Hangouts app for the past few days. It's not rolling out for a few weeks to anybody who doesn't just go get it themselves. But if you do want it early, you can go get it. You can just download the APK. Um, so to message you... On Hangouts, I had to select your email address to message you on your phone. As I'm about to do, um, I have to select your phone number. And f- what's really weird is that the messages stream isn't condensed. So when I select one input method versus the other, so email versus phone number, it changes your entire thread. So it, it's kind of weird that they're not uh, merged. Like I think it's a good thing. Well, it's good for now, but it, eventually it should just be merged. Like iMessage. Just send both. Well, I don't know. It should have to figure it out. I don't care how it does it. It just needs to figure it out. Um, iMessage, I believe, will work on the protocol that was most usable, whether that's regular cell or three G or four G or whatever, or Wi Fi in that case. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's fine that it's, you know, separated. So if, if going forward there's no more messaging app and, and everybody just accidentally starts using Hangouts, isn't this Google just trying to take over? No, 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 no. I mean, there's going to be alternatives. BBM is for Android now. Oh, right, BBM. Uh, did so you download that, that yet? Don't save us. Did you download no, that yet? I yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> uh, I should have, but I didn't. Now, I'm going to just uh, not put the stuff in the notes, but I'm just going to talk about it anyway. How about that? Does that sound good? Okay. So, uh, in, also in the KitKat updates, cause this is, this Hangouts thing was part of the KitKat update. You can have more of that, you know. Yeah. KitKat. Yeah. Um. Swarm. What did you do? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Uh, the KitKat updates also updated something that we also love, Chromium. Do you remember Chromium? I haven't heard that name since it was removed from the Aptitude Repository. Was? Yeah. Wow. Well, KitKat is now making Chrome replace regular browser as it had done before, but not just the browser app. So now web views that are embedded in other apps will no longer be using the regular Android browser. It'll now be using Chrome under the hood. That's fun. That's great. So unfortunately, though, they can't update this out of band. So you always have to wait for the next version of Android to get your Chrome updated. But at least we'll be using Chrome 30 stable for the next six months across android 4.4 installs and you don't need to update your browser every day not every day but you know at least twice a year i think is a pretty good standard uh and i think we've had two updates this year we had 4.3 and now we're gonna have 4.4 so hopefully we can keep that pattern you know two updates a year separated by four or five months Mm -hmm. i'd be okay with that yeah i think Uh, that's fine uh there's some other things that KitKat did android.com org. Uh, yes, these.
So new caller ID features. So when a business calls you that isn't in your context already, Google will use its large anti-Yelp repository of information to guess the business that's calling you, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's emoji everywhere, so not just in Hangouts anymore. So you can use the Google set of emoji in all apps now. And it's bigger. It is bigger. It's changed. I think it looks better, in fact. Me too. Um, you can now use integrated print services all over the place through cloud print. They've, they've sang the song before. Now, I've sung the song of cloud print. I was a beta tester, actually. It's never worked for me even once. And I've tried it, too. And it doesn't. Yeah. It just... You hit print and it doesn't even look like it even tries to do this. Like I have network monitor open and nothing's happened. I have Wireshark. I'm looking at the request over the network. Nothing moves. You just, know, just... if you ever want to blow your mind with Wireshark, go to a website and with your slow internet, it might even be better. Which is a rare <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> okay, I'll do so. Okay, and load or try to load a YouTube video and watch all the crap. That is mysteriously buffering in the background and then just fails to buffer. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. So, moving along. Can I start us off with lightning? Uh, we're still here. Android updates. Oh, no, you can't start. Doing, no, you can't. No, we're, we're busy. Got a light Lightning. Here. No. It's yeah. been so long so, since it's been lightning. A week. It feels like a week. Well, so, uh, this is a pretty cool feature. So, you remember how we've, we, we fell in Android. We, we fell in a time when file, explorers on ios didn't exist because they still don't and then yeah we, we were in a time where android offered a solution called es file explorer yeah the best thing in the world the best thing in the world the thing that i was wishing so badly i had last night because i wanted to watch some gundams on my ipad and i'm like you know can't do that no way i can watch any video on my ipad with nope. my internet because it has to be from itunes mm-hmm. or somewhere some app yeah well uh, a new thing that android is offering for developers is you can now use uh prov- service providers and so it's it's kind of a hard thing to describe but imagine you had dropbox and box.net and google drive right mm-hmm. and they all kind of do the same thing they're all just cloud storage service providers you can open a file save a file create a file you know do something with a file and so what, what, what Google has done is they've made a, an abstraction API so that you can hook in all these services, specifically Drive, Box, Dropbox, SugarSync, uh, Copy, you know, anybody who wants to implement them, and then use them as providers in any app that wants to use them. So you download the app, it installs the service provider, and then all the other apps on your system can now use it, just like you can use the regular Google Drive app to browse through files you have in Google Drive. And so you'll be able to pick through files just, you know, in copy, but just when you want to upload a picture to Google Plus, you can pick a fold, a file you have in copy, even though you're not using the copy app. And it's, I think it's a really cool feature and, and it's really just obvious. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, I don't think they've ever done that ever before. They're also integrating, uh, QuickOffice directly into the system. QuickOffice, I don't know if you heard of it. Um, it's kind of like, uh, uh, Word doc or PowerPoint or Excel sheet presentation viewer. So it's a viewer for all those file formats. Okay. It's also a PDF reader that doesn't suck like Acrobat. Oh, so it's not 30 megabytes? Uh, it's probably about 10. I can live with 10. You can, you can live with 10. So there's, there's, uh, Android wide, um, Chromecast support, which I don't believe is true because I don't believe that. 
Um, there's there's new uh, things. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh there there are more things you can look at for the t- uh Android KitKat thing, but those features are pretty much the big ones. Yeah. Do you really want to start with lightning now? Do you want to do lightning? I, I want to do lightning. I, I feel you feel like there's some lightning involved. <sighs> you know, lightning is what we're here for. Yeah, you're right. I think so. Besides the sparkling white grape Which juice. is somehow driven you crazy. The, the non-alcoholic juice cocktail. Not sure I believe that anymore. No, it, it read the label. I don't have can. to read the label. I can read labels. Uh, no, you can't. Dude, I've read labels before. Okay. I have. Uh-huh. So tell me about this lightning. Yes, Boost Mobile. You've heard of them. Yeah, the, com- the, 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 the competitor in theory to Virgin Mobile. Yeah, well... Competitor, not really, because they're better. Do you know why? Oh, um, discounts, right? $100 off buying the iPhone 5S or 5C. Like the regular retail price off contract. Which, which is I think a is lot of money. 650 and 550 And so take $100 off of that. That makes Virgin Mobile look more expensive. So so you're telling me that you can buy a new, brand new iPhone 5S for 549 or an iPhone 5C for 449 Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Wow, on Boost Mobile. On Boost Mobile. So do you know anything about Boost Mobile plans? I think that the base ones started at like $65, yes. but I could be wrong. No, you're right. They do, but the thing about the Boost Mobile plans is for every six or maybe 12 months you pay on time, uh, your 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 plan fee will be reduced by $5 down to 40 So if you play for two years on time in a row... It'll go from 65 to 45, I believe. No, that's great. It sounds cool, but that makes you, means you have to pay on time. That's fine. So, I pay all my bills on time, but my Virgin Mobile is not, I'm a, I have a month-by-month relationship with them. Yeah, so you'll always be paying $65 then. Well, with Boost Mobile, I can like, ask them to remember my thing. I don't trust the Virgin Mobile's site. You know, it's the same place, right? It's the same company. Boost and Virgin? Boost is owned by Sprint. Whenever I go to the Boost Mobile... So whenever I go to Virgin Mobile's site, it always is telling me that their SSL certificate is out of date. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Like, I am deadly serious. I don't want them remembering my credit card, and I don't want them honestly doing that. I mean, I, I, everything about them I, seems spooky. I have to go there now. I I have to. Like, I've always had problems with... Opera's always warning me. Chrome is always warning me. It's verified. Verified today? Yeah. You finally got their act together. Last month when I went to pay it, it was down again. And whenever I try to go there on mobile, it's even more broken. Whose account did I just lock into? Your grandmother's? Yes, apparently. Wow, she's going to be charged on the 13th. Or oh. the 11th, actually. Yeah, that's coming up. She has $5.40 in her bank. Or account profile. She's used 17 minutes this month. <laughs> you know, Let's see how many messages... I don't... Do you think it'll send me a number of messages? No, it won't. That's too bad. Or she hasn't sent any. That is not true. Let's see what message settings can be changed. Hey, I can block people's phone numbers. That's cool. Block mine. Did you? No. You should. No. That's hilarious. That's me. Block the QVC shopping network. She doesn't get those on her phone. Okay. She's she's used one megabyte and 1.44 megabytes. Yeah, it's probably some, you know... Some update. Yeah. 
that she didn't know how to turn off. Or you know what it also could be? It could be Google Plus because I've made Google Plus uh, send location updates on her phone now. You know, that's actually a good thing. I, I always thought so too, in case she ever lost her phone. And then I had to help her find it. So, you know, speaking of phones, let me let me tell you something about the iPad. And I think we mentioned this, but I nobody really knew for sure. And earlier this week, there was some confusion. So if you were buying any of the new iPad models, so um, people were pre-ordering their iPad Airs, and today on Friday, the iPad Airs came out so that you could buy them in stores. And earlier this week... If you were buying one from T-Mobile, it said that if you want if you wanted to get 200 megabytes of data, you had to pay ten dollars a month, and that was untrue because T-Mobile, for a limited time only, presumably until the end of the year, beep, um, will be offering 200 megabytes for free for anybody who buys a new iPad. Hmm, and then funny. who anybody? Obviously, it's you know one of those T-Mobile iPads uh, that that cost a lot more. You know that that uh, five twenty nine price. No, six twenty nine price. So that's kind of expensive. But if you do, you get two hundred megs free every that's... month of four G, which is great. And so the CEO said this week that there was a grievous error earlier this week when that message was popping up on the T Mobile website, and that it's not true, and that you will absolutely get your two hundred megs for free for a month for for long for two years for no money a month, unless you want more, obviously. So it's it's really good deal, and I'm glad it was just a mistake. Okay, no, that's pretty good. Well, so the reason I really want it and like it is you, you've heard of the Chromebook 14, right? Mm-hmm. The nice Chromebook. Well, if you buy that with the with the 4G modem thing, you also get 200 megs of T-Mobile 4G for free a month, and so I might get that for uh, 3.49 if that's what it costs. That'd be wonderful. So if they're doing it for iPads, they'll be definitely doing it for that. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But do you want know to cool? Uh, real networks. Like what Sprint's doing. Wow. So wait, you know, wait, Sprint. You like them now? Well, so you know how I use their network for whenever for everything. Their their laughable network. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that was their old network. So you're telling me the network that cuts you off of 3G like every four days or so? It's more like three quarters of every day. Well, I was being optimistic, but you're no. Right. I, it it it's terrible. I mean, it, it, it literally is. It's you changed never... your tune so fast. No, 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 no. My tune is always the same tone. Um, Sprint Spark is different and is better. Like, see, with Virgin Mobile, like I, it's it's throttled and everyone knows it, and that's just because they're cheap. Yep. Um, but True Sprint is better, I hear, mm-hmm. by a lot. So, what is Sprint Spark? Well, basically, it's a tri-band set of radios that seamlessly hand off network communications among 800, uh, 1900, and 2500 uh, megahertz. And uh, the first phones that will support it is likely to be the Galaxy Mega and the S4 Mini and the LG 2. Yep. And uh, it's going to, if you have those phones, you're going to be like, I love this. So so what we're hearing is that it will be 60 megabits down, which is well within the rights of being called LTE. And I, I I don't know necessarily how it works because I always assume that one radio could only connect to one thing at a time. So unless that literally means there's three radios, I don't know how it works. Probably. Uh, which sounds like a battery killer. No. Now, you, you know what happened the last time Sprint tried to do something special? It was it called worked. it was called WiMAX. Worked. It didn't work. You use it. My mom uses it, and then her battery suddenly goes from a hundred percent to fourteen percent in twelve minutes. 
you only use it when you're plugged in. So never. Get a car charger. Yeah, that's... And use it while you're driving. Yeah, that, that might be a thing. But, you know, uh, I didn't know that Sprint owned all of these bands. I always thought that they didn't. Well, um... I'm kind of impressed. Ew. But, you know, Sprint, you shouldn't be too impressed with this. Because Sprint doesn't understand net neutrality. Oh, wait, did I say Sprint? I meant their CEO. Even worse, I think. So, I I, I, I just... I, I must do this justice because that's what we do here, right? Yeah. So, do you know Dan Hesse? Um, I've heard his name, but I don't <coughs> know anything about him. So, he is kind of a famous uh, guy. He was the guy who tried to turn Sprint around a few years ago after their image was completely, you know, destroyed. Uh, I'm not sure what destroyed it, but, you know, it, it happens, I guess. Does anybody know how to get to YouTube on this thing? Why is this so hard? I, I just have to play one of these. Um, here. Have have this one. If you could change the way wireless companies did things, what would you do? I'm Dan Hesse, the new CEO of Sprint. Here's our idea. Use your phone for all the great things it can do without worrying about the meter running. How's that for a wireless revolution? Pretty awesome, huh? Yeah, so that that's that's Dan Hesse, and the, he made a bunch of these commercials. He was the new CEO. But this was a few years ago. He's trying to co- turn the company around from its bad image. So this week we uh, do uh, you know a little interview with him, and we hear that he doesn't really understand net neutrality. You know, then that's kind of a problem, isn't it? I don't. I don't think so. You don't he think he doesn't so? actually do anything. He's you, a CEO. You don't. You don't think so? Well, here let, let me read you two things. Wireless spectrum is a finite resource. But then again, I'm a carrier guy, so it's hard for me to even understand. It truly is, and I've been looking at net neutrality for a long time. It's actually a hard concept for me to get my head around. It's like telling the airlines you can't sell first-class seats. So he, he wants to be able to signal people out. He wants to be able to sell people who have bulk tons of money really good stuff. I, That's what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair, isn't it? But not when it's, you know, a communication method. You don't communicate over airplanes. If we did, then you wouldn't be able to sell first-class seats. Uh, Wireless spectrum is a finite resource, so that's why we can't have it tied up by singular developers or companies or organizations. Let me read you the second quote. My belief is, yes, that there are numerous business models, whether it's service providers who pay through better throughput through your network or something else. There's got to be a business model for it. Things like zero rating, which is nothing but a benefit, actually. What's not to like about a special relationship with a particular application developer? So imagine you were Facebook, and imagine you were uploading a picture in Facebook. And so instead of prioritizing all data equally, whatever is first come, first served, or maybe, or whatever they might use, Facebook always just gets to go first. On everybody's phones. It kicks it kicks your phone conversation out the door. If you're uploading a Google Plus picture and I'm uploading to Facebook, it uses my network first to go to that cell tower. The bandwidth would be so one-sided, that would be wrong and horrible. This is why net neutrality exists. Because, yeah. because as he says, the wireless spectrum is a finite resource. That's That's pretty bad. Yeah, a little bit. But uh, but why don't you tell me something that's great? 
Yeah, so Cisco is uh, the world's biggest hater hardware oh. developers for like um, routers, networking, and other things. And networking. they've also Famous in that. pushed so many standards and so many other free and open things. And, they're, and, and they're... there's also like the CDP stuff, which is completely proprietary, and anyone who touches it dies. Well, from what I hear, they're pretty famous for doing all that video conferencing. Yeah, and so on that note, um, so do you know back when Chrome first came out, it wasn't going to have support for the uh, H.264 code? Yeah, what was it going to have support for? It was going to do WebM, WebP? Yeah, but it, w- it wasn't going to be as good and not no. well Nobody was going to use it. Stuff. No. And so I can remember a few weeks ago we covered, or it was actually months ago. Um, weeks, months, who knows? Yeah, between the Mozilla developers and the Chrome developers. Yes, like the WebRTC platform. <laughs> and... So they saw that, and they think it's wonderful, but what's the biggest holdback for that? Well, There's no unified codec. Right. Stuff. So I, my understanding was that because no browser supports another browser's codec, because they're all muggers, the only one who actually had WebM, I believe, wait, not WebM, the only one who had H.264 were Apple and Microsoft, because as you might have heard, those two companies have a lot of money. Yeah. So, you know, Cisco has a lot of money. Uh, I'm pretty sure they do. And do you know the NSA Cisco- paid them. Really? No, that was Oracle. Never mind. Yeah, very much so Oracle. I'm sure Cisco Which says, is... or the Oracle is saying this week that they'd go help fix the healthcare website. I'm sure they are paid paying Cisco, too. I mean, Oracle stuff has to run through somewhere. No, Oracle actually makes their own. Oh, do they? Like, okay. uh, Oracle, IBM, and Cisco all have their own proprietary. They're all crap. That's too bad. But uh, Cisco now has the H.264 codec. And, uh, Wait, just where did they get it from? A few days ago, they, uh, you know, MPEG LA... Mm, yeah, I think they owned um, H.264 until last week. Yeah, and so as pretty much as soon as they got their working things, they uh, BSD licensed it. So um, have open? fun, everyone. It's oh, open source That's now. great. And um, so for like the Mozilla projects and all the other and, things. And the Chromes and Safaris. Pretty much everyone. So do you know why it was so bad to have H.264 licensed by, or, or being licensed from MPEG-LA? So... I always heard that it was free and everything until four years from now. Yeah, I think. Right? No? Five when, years? when is 2016? Three years, <laughs> Three from, years now. from now. Close. Close yeah. there. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but then it would like you have to pay like pseudo royalties. Yeah, pseudo royalties. And the real ones next to it. That was always my understanding of H.264. And so it was free to use now, which is really a weird way to model something. And then eventually, you'd have to do something with it. And yeah. I, I was also under the impression that if you made money using it in a product, you'd have to pay for it. But if you didn't, you wouldn't. But that's even fishy, too. So the reason nobody except Microsoft and Apple could afford it is because Chrome is supposed to be under Chromium. And Chromium can't just pay for things, even though Google could, for Chrome itself. And Mozilla can't pay for you know employees anymore. So that's kind of a problem. So... That's why H.264 was such a hard thing to deal with. Like, it was a great codec, uh, but it was just, you know, hard to deal with. Now, what do we know about H.265, the better one? Well, that it's one of the best codecs ever, but nobody could license it, and it was very popular. That's too bad. um, I I hope somebody buys H.265 for us now. Wait, why? Well, I mean... If H.265 is obviously the successor to the H.264 from 2000. I thought it would be the, the H1 or uh, the H-Infinity. No, I, I think you're thinking of the uh, H8, which oh. looks like an infinity on its side. You know, it, it always confuses me. 
Yeah, I know it's really confusing, but uh, that's how it is. So, you know what's also really confusing? Who? The number of eights you put in a product's uh, terrible marketing ploy. So, let's say your your product is world-renowned for sucking, and your company is world-renowned for making everybody's lives horrible. Let's just say that. And let's say one day you have a breach, and 8 million users are affected. Let's say that. That's 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 not bad. Too bad. That's bad, but it's not like I mean, the that's end not of the super world. Super large scale. No, it's not the end of the world. But let's say you're pulling an AMD and you accidentally got that wrong, and there's actually 38 million users. 38 million, huh? That's like, you know, five times as many. Well, that just uses logins and stuff. That's not credit cards, is it? That's that's fine. No, it's not credit cards, but it's people's passwords. And you know what people do with their passwords? They reuse them at their bank. So it's basically logging into the bank, too. That's so bad. So, you know, if you wanted to know, this this person we're talking about, they would be Adobe. Adobe? That's that's a pretty name-brand thing. Yeah, that is kind of a name-brand thing. 38 million of the users got screwed? We knew that a number of million of users, less than 38, were attacked and maliciously downloaded. But, you know, it was okay. Not everybody was attacked. And, of course, their, you know, their, their Adobe Acrobat source code was leaked. Yeah. But 38 million users, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I, I do admit that their, their credit card information was encrypted. I don't know by what, because if they can get source code to a major project, they probably can go find the source code to the, uh, credit card encryption scheme. Can't be that hard. So, uh, but, yeah. But if you had, let's say, like, 5 million credit card numbers and they're encrypted, wouldn't you, like, spend your next forever? Because most people's credit cards are good for years. Right. Um, so my credit card's good to, like, sorry, I, I honestly don't know. I don't actually know. But, so I do a lot of retail stuff and a lot of people, some people have decade long credit cards. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, with the gold. It depends check on if stuff. your bank or your, your, yeah. Your so these whatever. are both good to 2015, but yeah. I, I've seen 2020s mm-hmm. in the store. Yeah, definitely. Um, Oh, I hate the new Chase Sapphire cards and all the What's other things. What's wrong with it? You gotta tell the me. The strips on this side. What? Like, it's, it's, it's. The, Short side? Like, it's, the, the names and stuff are printed. Like, you know your business cards that you made? Like, I'm like, ugh. So, like, the Even cards I hate the this way, cards. and then that's there, and then you're supposed to have the near field stuff, so you just hold it up to the register, that's but we're old so school. That's so weird. Like, I didn't know what it was. It felt fake. Like, it, it felt so like it a worked Pokemon right card. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's still scanned. That's interesting. Um, but no, it was, uh, it was odd, very odd. And it was the only card like it. And I almost wanted to ask for the guy's ID because this should not be a real card. You should have. So I had a, this old person hand me her ID with her card. I'm like, the what's it? <laughs> and she's like, aren't you going to? No, 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 no. You're spending hundreds of dollars of books. You have to be the right person. Well, you're right. That is a, a, such an amazing, uh, filter. Yeah. Mm hmm. I want them to hire me again. They will someday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I could be a quality service guy over at Dell. I mean, that, that would be a good job, too. Well, I think you need to have a cat first. Yeah. So, you know this hilarious story that broke last week about the Dell Latitudes. Uh, Was it last week? I thought it was earlier this week. I get new stuff. Um, the Nexus 5 kind of distorted people me. complaining about it um, this week. But this week was uh, Dell just said that if you are a Latitude owner of the 6430U, your um, keyboard only smells bad because of the palm rest. And uh, if you mail it to them, they'll replace it and send it back to you. 
So I, I, now, I, I'm curious as to what this looks like. Is this the product in question? Yes. And so do you see the palm pad? No. Because I don't. I don't I either. never did. Yeah. But the BBC and Guardian both call it that, so I have to call it that. Now, I, I, I feel like I'm being misled because this can't be right. So let me just open a few more of the same product on Amazon. Nope. Nope. Prices vary, like, greatly. Did I do this right? <sighs> yeah, I did. Well, nobody knows what they're talking about. I mean, it's a latitude. Nobody buys those. Right. Um, so that's what I was wondering. Like, So how many people do you think this affected? Quite a few. But it, So I was reading the support forums and stuff, and all these people are like, use compressed air to blow out vents. Remove <laughs> keyboard. So do you think it was just like some plastic that just decomposed or something? Yeah, like, and so they, they went on to say, because, you know, cat urine is a biological hazard. Right, like, exactly. Um, it, it's, it's more than just bad smelling. It's a health hazard. Mm-hmm. And so they like, our analysts have decided that this is not biological matter and it's affecting health in none way. And, uh, so. In none way? In none way. Well then. I, I, I think that's good because, uh, I don't know how a cat got into the factory. Well, it, actually, the factory's probably in like Foxconn, so. I mean, I, I guess you might bring a cat in. Most of the stuff in. is in Singapore. Oh, okay. So well, that, Foxconn. Wait, Foxconn could be in, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're so, everywhere. So, I mean, I suppose you might bring a cat in for lunch, but I assume it would have been cooked already. But this was every one. Like, there's a manufacturing defect mm. that led to the well, cat urine you probably odor. wouldn't put the cat box on top of the machine that made the keyboard. And you wouldn't keep the bottle on top of the computer. Right, I oh, wouldn't. Crap, it's empty. Yeah, that's what happens when you drink. You won't, no, I, I, have, I have a, I'm not open where, Coke. Where, where is it? It's open, by the way. This is not open. Oh, man, the lies. No, that's the truth. Well, let me tell you about the truth. Do you even remember Microsoft? You poured that really funny. Do you do you remember Microsoft? Do you? Do you? Do you? At all? Ah, yes. I, I, I bet you don't even rem- remember Microsoft. I haven't heard about them in a week. Do you know what operating system launched this week? 8.1? No, no, KitKat launched this week. But two weeks ago, Windows 8.1 launched, and nobody's talking about it. They didn't talk about it then, and they haven't even started talking about it now. No, people were talking about how it was breaking devices. Oh, well, yeah, okay. So In a negative way, yeah, people so were talking about negative it. Negative news. Well, I'm talking about positive news. Nobody's praising it. Nobody cares. And it's... Oh, what is that? Oh, I touched it. Don't... I'm I done, don't... I'm I done don't. with your bottle. My <laughs> bottle was cleaner. <laughs> I don't know. It's in the cupboard. I don't know. The cat's been sitting in there lately. Okay. Yeah, Microsoft. So uh, the the new OS, Windows 8.1, launched two weeks ago. And so what do you think microsaturation would be right now? I don't know. 5%, 10%. Keep in mind that that the, the, the Mavericks launched one week ago. And it and, and, and in 24 hours, it had 7% market saturation. Well, that's because it was a free update. That was very annoying to dismiss. Actually, it was easier to dismiss than the Windows 8.1 update. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the truth is that the Windows 8.1 market impact is only 1.27%. Yeah. That's 1.72, rather. And let me tell you something. Seeing Mavericks go to 7% in 24 hours, uh, that's pretty pathetic. That's a, that, that's two weeks. Versus 24 hours. Now, uh, of course, the, the the user base between those two is gigantic. Like, there are many more devices that could upgrade to Windows uh, 8.1 than computers that could upgrade to Mavericks. Well, I just think, like, Windows users are 
generally smarter than Apple users and they don't need, they know that what they have is working and they don't need to break it. I think it's the inverse. I think they don't even know that there's an app store on Windows 8.1. Well, you can't not know because it's blatantly bold no, and no, it hurts. No, you cannot know. If I ask my mom where's the app store in the screen, she won't find it. Even though this word's in her sto- tray. Well, I think I probably removed it, honestly, but uh, you, you can't hardly blame her for that then. Uh no, I, I can't. I I don't. But it's still a terrible thing. Um one point seven two percent in two weeks, man. I mean it's fine. No. Well, I, so do you, when do you think it'll get to the point of being important? So from what I've heard is that Windows 8 in general has about 10% market share. So how many of the people who do you think had Windows 8 upgraded to 8.1? I would assume 99% of that 1.7% were upgraders from Windows 8. Because it was a free update and you, you didn't have to reinstall or do anything. But if you're coming from 7, you would have had to either go to 8 first and then Windows 8.1, which would have been almost impossible, or just buy Windows 8.1 outright, which seemed really expensive and a horrible thing to do. It is. So, like, the people who are, who, who, uh, were on Windows 8 must have left to go to 8.1. Now, do you think that, this is just uh, the same kind of jelly bean syndrome that Google had for a long time, where it was 4.1, 4.2, 4.3, and it was all just called jelly bean. Like, where they started just counting it all as jelly bean, even though it's not just one operating system update anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't... With the, with the Windows ecosystem and everything, most people buy a computer, and that computer dies with the same operating system it came with. I know, and I think Microsoft wants to break that. Well, they thought. do. Well, they make more money if they do. Not necessarily. But, they just get better things for their operating system. But that's how it's always been. I know, and, and it's time to change. But how is that ecosystem broken? It's not, but the APIs they want to update for the uh, Metro side of things are, are only available in Windows 8.1. But do people want... Metro. Metro? No, nobody wants Metro, honestly. No. But people... but maybe with the new APIs, people might care. So when do you think Microsoft will make the decision to make this a forced or, or a much more blatant forced update? Maybe not like absolutely forced, but when do you think it'll pop up on regular Windows side? That will happen before Windows XP is unsupported. Crap, that is a genius answer. So October 14th. Wait, April 14th. Of what year? They're going to extend it again. No, they won't. They will not support Windows XP going forward. They already tried to kill it, like, last year. Yeah, I know, but somebody whined. It was probably Cisco. No, or... I think there was actually a lawsuit or something. Oh, really? Like, businesses <laughs> wanted it so hard. So, so you know, I do this community education class, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so, Maggie, my co-instructor, actually the primary instructor, the instructor... Your superior. Yeah, I don't know about that. Say anyway. it? Uh, I can't. I, I will never admit to being inferior. Say I did it right. It's insuperior. Incorrect. Insuperior is a word. Hey, did I not drink this? Uh, I filled it up. Oh, man, I gave that, the last that messed with me. <laughs> you commented about how I filled it up. Like, oh boy, that was creepy. And then it was like uh, you you forgot about it, even though you completely acknowledged it just a moment ago. Well, so I, I was in this class, and we were talking about knowing your operating system and so maggie asked so do you guys know what operating system we're using here today and so they said yeah we're using windows and it's like well that's good do you know which version and it's like windows xp and it's like okay good start 
And so then I, I came up from the back of the room because when I hear the words Windows XP, I perk up and I asked them, so guys, when do you think Windows XP came out? When do you think it was released? When do you think people could start using it? And they said, 2005, 2007. And I said, no, no, actually, Windows XP came out in uh, 2001. What? Yeah, 2001. Well. When I was in third grade. And and so then they looked back at me and uh, saw my hair and then were scared. <laughs> ah, your hair, in, that is fear. So so they, they were bewildered that they could be using such an old thing. But, see, you think that's bad. I think that's great. That's This operating system has such a cult following, it is... A beautiful thing. The cult will take you to the grave. And you'll get to the grave having a fully functional operating system. <laughs> Only like, because Chrome is still persisting. I hate operating systems that completely change and all the time. Like, when you spend all this time every day of your life in a computer, like, on an operating system doing stuff, you're used to it. You don't want it to change. There's no reason why. That's why I think Mac you, has, or Apple has done such a great job with, um, you know, OS ten. The the changes are pronounced over long periods of time, but individually, like point update to point update, barely any visual differences. Fine. What was I, that kind of I, argument? I agreed. Okay, it was so, an argument. So the surrender and the yield. Okay, so the combined. only the only major change ever in the OS ten updates were the transitions from Tiger to Leopard. Is that right, Leopard? Oh, Leopard. I just remember being a Snow Leopard being the first one I liked. Okay, so yeah, so it was, it was Tiger to Leopard because that's when the two D dock went to the three D dock. That was major. Yeah, that was the first major re- visual overhaul, and that was when they and it lost wasn't spaces. No, no, that wasn't. That's not a visual overhaul. That's the functionality overhaul. Yeah. That changes from system to system. I can't even fathom when that stuff happened. Well, all I know is that it had been around a lot longer, and I used it, and everyone thought it was the greatest thing ever when Spaces was first introduced. It, it still is a great thing, but you know they don't have Spaces like that anymore. Why? It's changed. Well, I, I, it doesn't make really sense. It, it makes more sense to do it all horizontal, I think. The vertical spaces don't make sense. To well, me. That's how um, Debian does it. I know. It's all horizontal. I know. Look at how much market share they have. Debian 7 shouldn't have any. I, I, I'm having more grievances with it than... Um, Usual? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like 6. I like Debian 6. I don't blame it you. It works. It's, it's solid. It is fact. Well, I like facts. Why don't you tell me about, about some Comcast? Facts? Why don't you, uh, I'll tell you about some Comcast. Starting with the facts, they suck. The second fact. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so honest. Okay, <clears throat> so we don't care about government at all because it's too complicated. Well, I was going to put a government story in the show notes here today, but uh, I was uh, attacked by an NSA representative. I hate it when they do that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. either way, um, Seattle is a city in uh, the United States. Very big one. A lot of Microsofts around. Um, and so it's like one of the techie cities of the world. Seattle, huh? Uh, I would say that's pretty techie. I, I, I feel it's techie. You know, between you? the Microsoft on one block and the Amazon on the other block? Yes. Screams techie. Yeah. And so in a techie land, there should be gigabit fiber. Yeah, pretty much. And so it's election time for their latest mayor. And so this guy was like, you know, I'm gonna, I talked to these, a bunch of different internet providers, 
this guy would will the partnership with the rest of the city, and he was going to give his whole campaign was because he was pushing for gigabit fiber. Like he's the incumbent mayor, so we can actually do this while he's doing that. Um, That's really interesting. Yeah, well, Comcast started donating thousands and thousands of dollars to the other guy who was running against him, mm-hmm. and they said that their campaign decision to support this guy had nothing to do with the fact that they would lose all business if he wins. Burn! Um, it wasn't exact words, but it was close enough to paraphrase and to call bigotry. It's, that is bigotry in all directions. And that's also just, you know, obviously political motives for a company. And, and like, you remember the whole SOPA thing just a little while ago, how much Comcast was A little was while ago, huh? It was like a whole two years ago. Soap was changed. It's really 1.7 years, but can we just say two? I will allow you to round. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, so this is like when AT&T prevented municipalities from making their own fiber internets in their local areas. And, and so, you know, this kind of stuff should not be allowed to happen. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's just, it's just bad. Mm-hmm. Well, let's not talk about any more bad things. Why don't we talk about Amazon instead? Want to talk about Amazon? I think if we could spend the rest of the day just talking about Amazon. Well, we won't spend the whole day, but a little bit of time. Let's talk about Amazon Prime and a new feature that you'll be getting if you have Amazon Prime. It's called Kindle First. So it's a new service that will be rolling out very soon. And what you can do with it is that if you have Google Prime, Google Prime, let's, let's make that a new service, Amazon Prime, you will be able to purchase for $1.99 a brand new book a period of time before it is released to the mass public on Amazon or to the mass public in bookstores elsewhere. So you, you get a whole month before they will be uh, sold elsewhere. And you can buy it for really cheap, even if later on Amazon it costs $10. You can get it for just $1.99. Hmm. So that's, uh, cool. that's a really cool perk, if you ask me. Now, here's the problem with the program. There are no major publishers signed up to it yet. So it's basically just notable self-publishers that are doing this program right now. It, things start like that. Right. So hopefully books that are, have, you know, not all primetime books, not all New York bestseller books will be listed. But, you know, if one in ten get listed, I think it'll be still a good program. And it's free to Prime users. You just have to pay the $1.99 if you want the book. Okay. <laughs> Why? Why did you give me the luck? It just sounded absurd. Okay. So, yeah. 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 But as long as you're talking about Amazon, um, so like you know how it's not always just novels and other things on their little store. They also have little journals, right? And so this is very interesting journal. It's called Day One. Wait, don't they already have a service called Day One? Oh wait, I think that's called One Click. Never mind. Yeah, I got that confused. So it's Day One. And I just when you have day and one in there, I, it kind of sounds like something will be daily. But no, it's a it's a weekly published uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That uh, is uh, that is kind uh, of misleading. It, flags are up when I'm reading this, and like it's day one weekly. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Uh, completely digital journal. Um, subscription price right now is ten bucks, but uh, it's projected to be twenty. Um, uh, so it might go to twenty bucks next year, and probably just be ten for the rest of yeah. this year. And um, it's. Not so, a good deal because you get a poem, gay. You get a short story. Some of them are great. You're horrible. I don't like poems. Be. So, so this is a literary journal. I don't think you'd like it in general. It talks about textual analysis of poems and stories. Oh my goodness! Hey, this my finish. I love textual poems and stuff. 
<clears throat> oh, continue. And so I, I, I think that this is an interesting thing that they're doing. For $10 a year, I would try it for a month and then cancel it immediately thereafter. And by $10 a year, I mean, I would have it for a year and then cancel it. It's it's not a lot of money to put into something and then just get it. And so from what I was reading is that nobody will also be able to have a literary journal for so low of a price because Amazon just has so much money that they're willing to throw at the wall for nothing. Yeah, that's cool. So it's going to drive other journals out of business if this replaces them, which is unfortunate. Okay, people who get journals like lots of journals. Okay, but do you, do you understand what the point of a literary journal? I don't know if you were ever in the class at Central... Uh, which is our high school for those who don't know who we are. Who even listens to this show? Alex Ganese. Yeah, okay, okay. So were you ever in the class where you had to read the literary journals to write a paper on? Uh, no. I was in, uh, I took American something. Okay, well, so I was in IB, and we had to read the literary textual journals to to read about authors and then write about them. And so that was our ninth grade project. And it was horrible because all of the journals, all the literary journals that we had at the time were written from the 80s and 90s, and, you know, it was 2008. So if this puts more businesses out of business, this isn't a good thing. It's a bad thing, even if it is cheap. Interesting. Yeah. Well, speaking of Amazon, why don't we not talk about consumer products? Why don't we talk about developer products for just a moment? Now, did you know that the website that you're listening to this on is powered by S3 in some minor way? Minor? I think it's pretty critical. Yeah, it is kind of critical, actually. That's how the podcast is delivered directly to your listening ears. Well, let's say I didn't want to use a server anymore. Let's say I was so cool. Well, Amazon has made a new API framework this week. It's for JavaScript apps. And so now you'll be able to develop apps that will integrate S3 and other AWS services directly into the app without the need of a server. So your S3 calls and your SNS calls and uh, your database query calls, they will no longer necessarily need a server in order to function. Hmm. Which what is- would they do? So they make um, uh, JSONP or JSON requests, SOAP requests, not SOAP, REST requests, rather, to the Amazon servers directly, and they don't need your own server to do the processing for them. So your JavaScript can request the type it wants, what it wants. Now, my question is how the authentication works, because, you know, authentication is kind of important. You You might have this set up on your website, but then what if nefarious me over here decides to inject some evil into your code um that would be bad so i'm not sure how the authentication works we'll see that's cool but it's cool so um hopefully more apps get that yeah so uh let's say like 18 years ago like you started like you know buying books and stuff okay on amazon and you know back then there weren't the kindle lines up yet no they're just books yeah well so now amazon's got this new program where you can match book price all the things you bought. So right now it's only for 70,000 books. But if so if you bought it any time over back then with this new program, you would be, be able to buy that book for $3 or less. And so some of them have become free since then. Yeah, and that's um, a great program. We talked about it a few weeks ago, actually, before it went live, but when they announced it. Yeah, but it went live this week. And and so do we know, uh, you're looking at the article right now, I think. Do you know if it says which publishers are on board with this? It does. It's, it's by title name. Okay. Because it's any notable titles? Flipped. 
flopped. Oh, like I read the Bezos letter when it came out this week, like when it first happened, and then. Uh, so let me so, let me let me find a. Well, while you're doing that, I'll, I'll tell the audience about the program. So Matchbook was a clever name, as one might hear about Kindles these days. But I think it's interesting that when Matchbook was announced, that was the first time any publishers had actually heard about it from Amazon. Um, the reason it took a month, because we talked about this in early September, I believe. Um, the reason we're hearing about it now, because it didn't come out immediately, is because Amazon didn't tell any of their part- publisher partners about the program. So That's they had fine. to, you know, work a little while to get them on board, probably. So. Yeah, it really depends on the publishers that are on board. So, you know, a lot of music is now also able for this. So if you bought Mm -hmm. a CD and then you buy the MP3, or if you buy just the CD, you'll just get the MP3 album for free. You won't have to pay anymore, which makes sense, right? Because if you bought the CD, what would stop you from just ripping it onto your computer and then uploading it to the Amazon cloud thing? Yeah, and now you have it on your Kindle. Right, so this makes sense. It's in the right direction. Um now, this still doesn't solve, you know, like, all my problems, because, um, I I don't know, it doesn't solve all my problems. So, do you know what the price differences are? So, like, if you buy a book, how much do you have to pay extra for the Kindle? Like, how much of a discount is it? Okay, so, again, that's per title, per publisher. On average. Like, it could be $0.99, cents, $1.99. Or two ninety nine. And those are the three options. And so then, if it's none of those options, it's, it's just disabled or free. Okay, so if it's none of those priced options, it's just disabled. So there's four options, but I guess there's a fifth one if you want to count not an option. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to make that a title, but I really want it to be. <laughs> it doesn't work. Okay, well, uh, I don't know. So, so can I tell you about Barnes and Noble, the competitor to? Oh, sure. Amazon, you know, that, that competitor, you know, the competitor, right? I thought they went out of business, honestly, because they said they were stopping all Kindle production. I mean, Nook production. No, 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 no. They lied. Kindle production in the highest. Yeah. And Nook production. I I meant, I meant Nookery. I know. Pretty, pretty low. But so it turns out, and I didn't hear about this until I read about it. So that's a pretty bad sign that Barnes and Noble still makes Nooks and they're still proud of it. They've updated their latest e-ink display model. It's now called the Nook Glow Light, not the Nook Simple Touch Glow Light. So they dropped an entire two words from the title. It now features a white body with a large grippable bezel with a soft-touched back so that when you hold it, it won't slide. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Oh, it's faster, too. So you know what Barnes & Noble says? They don't want to just make tablets anymore. They want to focus on their core demographic reading and just, just, just. You're going to focus on books? Yeah, they're just going to focus on e-ink display reading book readers. Yeah. yeah. They'll never go out of business because people like their coffee. You know, I don't know if people really like their coffee. Oh my, you are very wrong. Because whenever I go there, just that, that whole coffee area, just, that's where everyone is sitting. I think they're you have buying to, the coffee. You have to do that if you want to use the table. No, no, I'll just sit down and I'll just sit there. Yeah, and then you'd, you'd, you'd be I'll asked be, to leave. No, not People you. <laughs> don't question me. You sure about that? Because if, some, if somebody questions you, you'd, you'd be quiet and polite to them and leave. Well, exactly. My timidity is what makes me unquestionable. 
Either way, so you want to talk about iPad Airs? I do want to talk about iPad so, Airs. They're out. People have them. People love them. People you know have what, broken them do, down. Do, do you know what day that was? Uh, that was today. Today. Yeah. Yeah. A beautiful day today. I know. It was great. Mm-hmm. Wonderful day to buy an iPad Air. So they're using the old A7s. And old, huh? Yeah. They're so old. Oh, old from September. Old. Okay. They're, they're identical. Like, um, they're 100 uh, megahertz faster, and otherwise it's completely identical to the uh, old one. Like, we, I thought this would be, like, their own pinnacle chip, like something new. Well, so during the event, we we were told that the iPhone 4, uh, iPhone 5S was using the A7, and the new iPad Air and the new iPad Mini with a render display would be using the A7 chip. But what we didn't know was what the clock speeds would be. And so apparently the clock speed is just 100 megahertz faster, and that's it. There's no other difference. Yeah, and it's probably because they have like the battery to withstand that. Like it's yeah, not so, anything else. No, so that that's actually what um if you read the review there, it actually says that because oh. the uh iPad and iPad mini are so much larger than the iPhone, they can upgrade the speed by giving it more power through battery and um the heat dissipation is much better in the larger devices because there's more surface area. Now, remember when they said about the iMac? So I still burned a hole in the back. Yeah, but that's because you did something to them that was unworthy of sight. <laughs> no, 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 no. I made it run Java. Oh, <laughs> unworthy of air. So do you remember when Reinhardt wanted me to actually do the assignments in the class? I was his TA, but he's like, you know, you could do these computer science assignments. And I'm like, okay. So it was a, it was a nesting loop problem. Like the first time, like, Hey kids, make a loop for extra points. Make a loop in a loop. So you had to print. So you had to print ten lines of just like you know the star, like um, shift eight. Oh, you know like I wouldn't a, have done that. And then you had to like one line would be one, the second line would be two, yeah, and then yeah, that. Yeah. What well, did integer max integer max times? <laughs> and then you printed that. So oh my god to the screen. So I did that first hour. And sixth hour I was his TA again. And so I come back at the end of the school day. It burned my hand. The back of the iMac was on fire. And after that, it never ran the same. Like, cause we used, that was in the editing room. Yeah, that was the editing room computer. And it never worked. It was, it was slower than all the other computers. And it mm-hmm. always had that little smell. Yeah, but as it is. He doesn't know. Don't tell him. I kind of want to know about how it is now. I'm sure he got rid of it. No, yeah, obviously. Hmm. Well, I, I think that's about all we have for, uh, lightning this week. Yeah. And, um, just newsflash for you. Any plugs? Um, Domino's site is down. Oh, so what? I am going to... Uh, Hold on. I need to verify this. Uh, oh. I, 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 oh my gosh. It's not that down over here. Like when you log in or something? Oh, when I am, I'm trying to make the pizzas here. Like oh. I got to that site, no problem. Okay. I mean, so I, I'm just trying to get the food because, you know... The food? That's, that's... That's why we're here this day. I'm I'm pretty much here for this show. Where are your priorities? Well, I'm trying to make my media empire. I mean, that's kind of where my priority is. I'm in. We're good. Okay. We can continue the show. Uh, why? I mean, it's over. But no, we can do the sponsors. Oh, do you have a sponsor this week? No. Yeah, I don't either. All right, but now we can move on. Now, you know, I would love to be sponsored by Sprint, actually. Yeah, and I would love to have... A free a uh, or a free sponsored model of the Nexus Five. I'll settle for a Moto X. No, you, no, no, you, no! Don't settle for that. Don't settle for less. No, I. You, you don't know. If I had a Moto X, I would just be like, "Hey, girls, chop chop." 
and like uh, take pictures and stuff. <laughs> okay, that's not what I thought you were going to go for. Well, no, no, I'm not a serial murderer. I don't have you know knives and not a axes. serial chopist. I don't try to chop things. I, I just don't. Well, um, hmm. yeah, I think we already talked about our main topic, the Nexus Five. Hey, did I mention I ordered one? Yeah, and I hear you will be uh, presenting it do, next week. Do you remember the day I got my Nexus Four? You probably don't. I do. I don't know where the box is. I think it's right there. Well, Sam was here too, or something. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, he was. He was actually here that night, and so I, I set up the Nexus Four. It was all ready to go. I put it back in the box. Had my old phone out, not doing much, and so then I, I played this game with like, hey, let's talk about BlackBerry, the new Z10, and then uh, what if I had one right here? And it was really just a Nexus Four inside. Totally. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that was a great episode. Do you remember what episode that was? 81? That was actually 61. 61. Only off by 20 weeks. You know, 20 weeks, you know, that sounds pretty intensely bad. But if you think about it the way I do, it's actually... That's 39 episodes. That's 39 weeks. Don't worry about such things. That's, That's more than half a year. Only if you think about it in half a year terms. If you're thinking about it in, like, not half your terms, it's probably fine. Well, I, I might think about it that way. So, in, in a few weeks, we'll be able to talk about the Nexus 4 as a long-lost phone that you've now found, and the new Nexus 5 that is so amazing and revolutionary. But, you know, I don't really know how much more revolutionary a phone can be. So, the Nexus 5 allowed me to get off of Virgin Mobile, which had abysmal speeds, as you so well know. And it allowed me speeds, to... Speeds? Low speeds I can deal with. No services at random points of the day? Can't deal That's with that? I can't deal with holes. I understand. Well, and, and not only that, I, I got off of their crappy WiMAX, which was just not working out on the phone I had. So the Nexus 5 will be great, but it's not going to be such a big jump from the Evo 3D to the Nexus 4. It, it's an incremental update. You know, it's not... I mean, you're not switching carriers. You're not doing... It's it's not. It's still in the same line of devices, so to say. Um, I mean, it'll be lighter and a little bit smaller. It'll have a bigger screen. It'll have worse battery life. You'll be in the same boat as all the other Apple bigots. Yeah, I mean... Because they've been uh, in an ecosystem for so long. Right, and so what am I going to have to complain about? What am I going to have to enjoy and love? I don't know what I'm going to do. I suggest you find your happiness at the bottom of a bottle. <laughs> well, uh, that's how you find your happiness. I, I, I don't. Well, uh, not anyway, at least. Put the bottle down! It's two of them. It's bad. Well, I, I suppose we could, we, we could we could go we could wrap up the show. Do you want to wrap up the show? Hey, where can I find you on the internet? Well, I have to ask you first. Hey, ask him. <laughs> that, that's ask first. Me. Hey, uh, where can we find you on the internet? Your dream guy at nexuslabs.org. Is there a dash and thank involved? you for uh, the, the dash is what makes me dashing. Very good. Now you're getting the hang of it. And 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 who you're thanking? Uh, Alex. Go, gun, gu- gu- guns. Guns, guns. Oh my god. Guns. And of course you can find me, Ryan Rampers, just about everywhere, but especially on the Google Plus. That seems different than normal, but it's shorter. fine. Shorter, it was shorter, it was condensed. Yeah, it is, actually. The Nexus 5 pre-orderer. It is the Nexus 5 pre-ordering show, 
And of course, you can find me on the Twitter RyanMR, where I post tweets throughout the day. Uh, I, I, what I've been doing lately is whenever somebody tweets something interesting, I just retweet it now. I, I don't feel bad anymore of retweeting content. Uh, and of course, you can find me on the Google Plus, which is where I post show notes throughout the week in real time as they emerge from the abyss of the feed reader. No comment on that? Why do you raise your hand and have nothing to say? Well, obviously. Not obvious over here. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, um, so what are you doing next week? Yeah, I quit. You can't do this again. I am going to go meditate. Stop. What is going on? I, I assume you ordered pizza. And that well, was that was like the one minute ago. Like, I mean, the pizza is going to be ready. In a, oh, I got Twittered. I didn't do it this time. Well, probably. AB Minnesota? Who? What? Now I want to know. What's going on? Was I involved? Donations for police dogs. It's a fundraiser for... Is it an email? No, it's a Twitter. It's from Twitter. Well, Twitter is trolling you. Google Play is updating, or Google Music. Mm, that's okay. But uh, no, I am going to go find myself this week. I'm going to take a nap. Oh, man. Speaking of naps, I got a chair, and it is just so... <laughs> what is... I am cursed with notifications and popularity at the same time. I have 26... Uh, uh, oh. I'm going to go take a nap in a chair, and I'm going to call it good. Well, you're telling me about this chair, but you can tell it to the fringe, I guess. I got it at Staples for a monetary amount of $65. <laughs> okay. And well. it's it's pseudo-leather. It was originally like 160 and I'm like, ooh, $100 off. Give me, give me, give me, give me. And uh, it, it's it's weight it's weight rating is 225 pounds, and I exceed that by like 75. And uh, don't say only. Uh, <laughs> That's what I was thinking. How did you know? Uh, but no, it's uh, hasn't broke on me yet, and it was it's a chair. I like it. It makes me feel whole again. Honestly, a chair is an extension of your body, and when I, you don't have one. You just feel small. You know, the way I think of chairs is that they're chairs. I think of my chairs as you think of your phones. So I think of chairs as phones? No, 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 no. The eye chair is coming later. But no, like you you say, ah, you should spend money on a phone. I'm like, no, I'm buying the cheapest phone possible. I'm like, but it helps you. It's like, it makes you like day useful and so you're livable. Tell- so you're telling me that you bought a dirt cheap chair because I think you should buy a bulk expensive phone, which is really no, 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 no. So, so I, the, 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 it has nothing to do with the dirt cheapness. But your metaphor is what you're going for there. Well, no, no. See, that was being thrifty, not cheap. And that the chair is nice. Like, I need a nice chair. You don't need a nice chair. This is a nice chair. I don't need a nice phone. You need it. That that chair is (laughs) waning. It isn't now, but it was nice when I got it. Oh, oh, Primos. It was great. It was like, um... It was probably like... Multiple cats on it. It's probably like 15 when we got it. Did you see the guy give us a funny look when we were... Met? So, as we were stating, the chairs have predetermined weight ratings. And we were yeah, measuring he, them he, in he cats. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, we figured your cat weighed about 14 pounds. No, it's just wrong. The cat does not weigh that well, much. By the way, I can't do a myth, arithmetic or speech, so I didn't know. So I was saying, I could probably hold on to three sambas. And the guy's like, 
oh, these, what? I'm walking away. I didn't hear that. And the the Staples employee just was like, pew. <laughs> well, that did happen. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Well, um, what I'm doing next week is no midterms, which is lovely. However, I do have a bulk ton of homework to do next week, so that's not, not going to be fun. So I have to do a uh, project for that, that uh, what is that class called? Uh, journalism. Journalism. It took a long time to concoct that. We have to turn in, as a group, a proposal for our end-of-term group project. And so apparently we're doing Rosie the Riveter. However, uh, well, that's not very exciting. But we'll see anyway. It could be fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that, that's what I'm doing next week. I also have to work on Project 3 for my systems class, which has something to do with memory, which will be terrible, but I'm really good at memory management now, so we'll see how it goes. Um, so that's what I'm doing next week. Um, do you know of any big project uh, product announcements for next week? Pretty quiet. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because uh, Nexus 5 came out, I, I, think, I think it's over. Are you setting a fire on the other side of this desk? No. I see smoke or particles rising above you. But you can't see what I'm doing because there's a monitor in the way, but this is ashy. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. Have a good one. Have a good one. Hey, did I not drink this? Uh, I filled it up. Oh, man, that, that messed bottle. with me. <laughs> yeah, commented about how I filled it up. Like, oh, boy, that was creepy. And then it was like uh, you you forgot about it, even though you completely acknowledged it just a moment ago. It's not so, a good deal because you get a poem, gay. You get a short story. Some of them are great. You're horrible. I don't like poems. So, so this is a literary journal. I don't think you'd like it in general. It talks about textual analysis of poems and stories. Oh my goodness! I just my finish. I love textual poems and stuff. Yeah, and then you, you then you'd be I'll asked be, to leave. No, not People you. Don't question me. You sure about that? Because if, some, if somebody questions you, you'd you'd be quiet and polite to them and leave. Well, exactly. My timidity is what makes me unquestionable. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you put your finger down in the bottle? So that's what happened. Oh, man. Speaking of naps, I got a chair, and it is just so... <laughs> what is... I am cursed with notifications and popularity at the same time. Oh.